You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio, head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat and today I'm chatting to Nicola Threadgold. Hello Nicola. Good morning. Now you are Nicola Threadgold of Jason Threadgold Funeral Director. Who's Jason? (laughs) (laughs) Oh he's my husband. Yeah we've been married for 10 years and we set up 10 years ago in business as well so yeah. Fantastic. And we'll come on to working with family in, in a bit. Uh, you've got a really unusual role, i.e. you run five funeral homes. That yeah. is a really unusual thing for a woman to be involved in. How did you come to get into funerals? OK, so, yeah, I mean, I, firstly, I am really proud that obviously there are more women getting into that into the industry now. So that is amazing. But, yeah, how did I end up in funeral homes? It was something I never anticipated in a million years. And when I'd had my children, when they were small, I stayed, I was a stay-at-home mum. Prior to that, I'd been in retail and recruitment. And when they sort of got to the age where they started going to school, it was, what am I going to do with my time? So I started looking, as, as you do in that age, it was like looking in the local newspaper for jobs. <laughs> and this job came up at the local crematorium and I just thought, my goodness, that would be so different and amazing. Obviously, the roles I'd had before were very much working with people. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, if I could help make a difference, that would be great. So I applied for this job and it was part time. So it sort of helped with the children going to school and picking them up. And I got the job. And to be honest, I never really worked the hours I was set. I was always there early. I was always there a little bit later because it just really the job itself it was so rewarding I absolutely loved it you know helping people at such a vulnerable time Mm -hmm. and yeah so I started working there and that's where I met Jason My, my first marriage failed and we became friends and yeah he was a funeral director sort of working for a local company and yeah the you know the rest is history wow so you decided to set up together yeah you opened your first funeral home and you've grown that and now you've got five and I know you're expanding and I know you're growing and that yeah going from just the two of you working in the business and starting up you know how did you sort of decide right we're going to open another one and we're going to open another one and we're going to open another one what's the sort of the drive behind maybe you or both of you to do that okay so we opened our first one in Scunthorpe 
and it what it i mean it's quite a large building and within two years we'd expanded that building due to the fact that the community were using us so you know the business really took off for us and we felt that what we offered was so different to a lot of other funeral directors in the local area you know we are a husband and wife team we're extremely caring and we do go that extra mile to help people at such a vulnerable time And because that model worked, we thought, well, actually, let's look at some other areas, sort of more local too, that that maybe need our services. Mm. So we opened Funeral Home Number 2 in Barton-upon-Humber. And again, we realised that, you know, people were coming to us. So I think it was that drive that actually our model was working. Mm -hmm. At this point, we're having to recruit more people. And we're so very careful with our recruitment process for the type of people that we're looking for. And so it just sort of spiralled from there. We then started to look at other areas, again, where the demographic was that actually, you know, this is an area that we could be in where we can help that community. And yeah, so that that's how it's worked, really. And we look at those communities as well, because we do a lot of work, sponsorship, charity work. So we look at those areas as well, where we can look at helping in that area, as, you know, to, to help people. Yeah. And I I mean, funeral services, you you think of it, oh, you know, wouldn't want to work in that. A lot of people find it quite morbid and and it's really Mm -hmm. interesting that you're doing it for the community. But it's the uncertainty in life, isn't it? Everybody's going to need a funeral director. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you also have to flip that, Sandra, because everybody needs a funeral director, but they don't necessarily maybe want to use us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and there is competition out there. So you can never be complacent. You've always got to be on the top of your game because at the end of the day, you can't say, oh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake today. Let's do it again tomorrow. You know, it's one shot. So, you know, we do have to be on the top of our game. We always have to be making sure that everything is tip top, ready for that person's person's funeral and that the family are happy with everything that we're doing. Yeah. What's what's the most unusual request you've had? Because people are, are like... Funerals are a big thing now. I mean, in our family, they're a celebration of life. Um, yeah. So what's the most unusual request you've had? Without, oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we do like this, obviously, that a lot of the traditional style funerals. You know, we do a lot of motorbike hearse funerals, camper van funerals. The, the most, I guess, the, the hardest one, and we couldn't actually fulfil it, was somebody wanted a round coffin. And we tried always to find one because this person, I don't want to obviously go into too much detail, but there was a reason why it needed to be round. But sadly, it was not something we could fulfill. But I guess in obscurity, that is definitely one we often talk about. And we don't like to say no, but on that occasion, it was a bit tricky. And I did see locally, there was, to me, I live in the Midlands, and there was a a horse and carriage, and you don't see very often these days do you yeah yeah I mean yeah we do I mean we we do quite a few horse and carriage we did one that really stands out for me was we did a family requested horse and carriage but they wanted a, a certain type of horse and you know it's just different things that people request it's just absolutely lovely yeah You've, you, I can see by the smile on your face. If you're listening to this, Nicola's got a big smile on her face. You can obviously really see she takes pride in what she does and what she delivers.
briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever wondered how some people appear to be everywhere? Do you want more visibility and more clients? Are you time poor right now want to gain visibility quickly? Then you need to attend the Let's Get Visible Visibility Bootcamp. We'll spend a whole day together where we'll map out your visibility strategy to ensure that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Now back to the podcast. Now, obviously, as the business has grown, you've stepped back into more of a managerial role and overseeing things. Let's talk about, you know, because with any growth, you've got to have your your head around the financials of a business. You know, when you want to expand, it's not just, oh, well, we're making a profit. We'll grow a bit there or we'll get another because obviously you're managing premises as well. Mm -hmm. Extra staffing costs. The overheads aren't going to be any cheaper because you've got more you know, more premises, in fact, they're going to rapidly escalate. How important is it to you and, and you know, in your business to have a, a key handle on the financials? Oh, it's absolutely crucial. You know, having your forecast there so that, that you know where you're going. Um, obviously, having cash in the bank is crucial. Um, planning, um, we do a lot of planning, uh, 90-day planning, yearly planning, weekly, monthly so that you know that in the future in future weeks and months you've got that money to do what you want to do yeah yeah and you know I see in my awards you know you get business owners they come to you they're asked a financial question the first thing they say is oh I'll leave that to my accountant I don't do the figures and you sort of look and think well if you've got no idea you're the one spending the money you're the one generating the invoices and you've got no idea of what's going in and what's coming out how are you going to handle on that growth especially if you want massive growth and scalability yeah absolutely and and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm fabulous at, at the maths and the financials because I'm not and I've had to really push myself to be interested in them I must say because it, it if, if anything that is probably one of my weaknesses but it is so crucial I guess it helps we have a business coach so he explains everything and we've had that guidance but what I would say is you do definitely have to know what you're doing financially or else everything around you will just crash and burn. Yeah, I'm very similar to you. I hate the finances. I hate the accounts. I hate doing the reconciliations. All that. I've got a special name for my accounts, which I won't say here. <laughs> but, you know, it's not a very nice one. It's quite derogatory. And I've tried my best. It's just something I always put off and don't want to do. And, you know, it's there, but it's got to be done. And I, But I recognise if I don't do that, if mm. I don't have a handle on it, it, things could spiral. And then how can you make decisions? Because if I want to buy something or invest in personal development, yeah. if I just go and buy it and I yeah. haven't looked at my financials, I'm mm. going to get that massive dip. And that's where the cash flow challenges come in, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, you know, when you when you look at like your year end figures with your accountant, you know, you look at them and you think, oh, my goodness, do we spend all that on that? You mentioned earlier we've had to recruit and we've took on more of the team and when you look at the salaries it's like my goodness but then obviously with your team your culture you can't do it without them so hence that is why it is one of your biggest sort of incomes but uh, 
But yeah, I mean, with the with everything at the moment with utilities, you look at the lighting and the electrics and you think, oh, my goodness. But it does give you that big picture so that, you know, when you want to plan and if we're looking to open a new funeral home, we've got an idea of, you know, what we're spending on things like the the additional staffing or the utilities. You know, it all gives you that bigger picture. Yeah. So what are the, the goals and aspirations going forward? Okay, so we were very lucky back in December, we were able to attend a business boot camp. Uh, We were invited along to Vegas to work with the amazing Brad Sugars. And up until that point, we were very much, we had a plan, but that has certainly been accelerated. So it is about more expansion. Something that we talked a lot about with Brad was acquisition. So that's another area we're starting to look at at the moment. So, yeah, we've got the plans in place as to what we would like to do. And we are sort of focused on that at the moment. So I've got to ask you this. What motivates you? What drives you? It's about the care. Gosh, I can feel myself getting emotional. <laughs> you know, people deserve the very best at such a low time. And, um, yeah, it's about the care and making sure that People's loved ones are laid to rest in the best possible way that they can be. And taking, helping those people through that journey. You know, we meet such lovely families and they're absolutely amazing. And the dynamics of families, you know, it's not always the best, you know, and we have to be really careful. But, you know, as I say, the families that we deal with are just amazing and so inspiring, you know, when they've lost loved ones. So, yeah, it's all about the care. Yeah. And how do you switch off, Nicola? Because, I mean, obviously you must see some very sad times as well as celebrations of life. But obviously when people come to you, they're not in a great place. So how do you switch off from that? Okay, so I think I'm very lucky. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, my God, how do you work with your husband? But I think I'm very lucky because we are both in the industry. So, yes, we do. You know, it's not a case of it's a nine to five role. We get home and we say, that's it. We're not talking about it. So we do talk a lot at home and we reflect. But I think for us, that's it's very healthy. And, you know, I, I love reading. We do a lot of walking. I'm into my fitness at the moment. So there I put myself down and, you know, relax into other things. But, you know, first and foremost, the business does come first. Yeah, yeah. And it's a hard challenge. I know we've spoken before about this and it's business and it's switching off and doing things for you and sometimes putting yourself first as well, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. But we love what we do. To us, it's not a job. You know, we do live and breathe it, but we enjoy what we do because we're helping people. And I can tell, you know, by talking to you, there's a passion within you. You can tell this is a heartfelt business you know you're very you do a lot for the local community you're very caring about your customers and you're caring about the surf service you live in. I, I think it's very hard for business owners if they don't feel that passion if they don't feel that drive it just becomes a job then doesn't it yeah absolutely and I, and I do believe within the funeral industry if you do feel it's just a job then you're not in the right you're not in the right place certainly within our industry you know it is about caring as I keep saying and you know, if you feel that you want a nine to five job, then the funeral industry is not that, you know, a lot of the time we're having to stay late, we're having to get up early, we're on call 24 seven, we work 365 days a year. So it, it has its challenges. But mm-hmm. if you are the right person, then the funeral industry is for you. Yeah, I always ask my guests, you know, what inspires you and motivates you. And you've talked about what motivates you about the business. 
what drives you personally? I think for me, I in my younger years when I was in retail and recruitment, I was always striving to be the best and I, I became part of the management in both those roles that I took on. When I had my children, things dipped a little bit and I became a mom, which was great. But then it was returning back to work. I I naturally wanted to be the best again. And I think what strive, is striving me still today is the fact that I want to be the best person that I can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, and nothing, I won't rest for nothing less. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm always learning, you know, I read a lot of books, I attend a lot of networking, I love meeting people, business people, you know, so, and I've learned to surround myself with a lot of business people that are like-minded. So yeah, it's been about the best version of me that I can be. I love that. And I, before we we wrap up, I always ask my guests to leave the audience with uh, a piece of advice or a top tip or something that they can think about. So what would be your piece of advice or a top tip for the audience? Okay, I guess talking about surrounding yourself with like-minded people, because business is hard and it's lonely. And I think especially for women, it can be. Mm. So having yourself, surrounding yourself with those people that motivate you want you to develop understand sometimes what you're going through is really it's great and I've learned to do that a lot more over the last couple of years and I think that's really helped with my confidence and just helping me strive forward so I would yeah I would definitely say you know surround yourself with like-minded people It, it does amazing things for you totally agree with that absolutely 100 it's been lovely finding out a little bit more about you we'll have to get jason yeah. on and talk to him as absolutely. well absolutely would love it yeah absolutely <laughs> you might be able to shut him up mind <laughs> i know he's very supportive of everything you're doing right now and i know you've got some fantastic plans so it'd be great to have you on again as the expansion happens and as you grow yeah. uh, and you do those acquisitions because that's a whole different ball game in business isn't it acquisitions absolutely yeah, yeah great to chat to you again so thank you nicola threadgold from funeral director it's been a pleasure thank you very much thank you for listening to the woman who chat podcast i hope you enjoyed it join me next week for more inspiration learning and top tips in the meantime visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your woman who journey or even feature on a future podcast You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.